Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. It's things to lose, so you got to feel it. I want them to feel it, but we got to use this now to be better. Presents Hogan Johns. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Are you ready? The one and only. And the Chicago Sun Times, Adam Johns. What's up, everybody? Tearing it up. Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. Touchdown, Bears! What's up? Welcome in, Hogan Johns. I think I decided that sometimes I'm going to give the episode number just so we don't lose track overall. So what number are you giving it? 224. 224. I'm not giving it. It's That's the actual number. Should you put an, a one in front of it to celebrate the Bears' centennial season? <laughs> so 1,224. No, doesn't make sense. I don't know if it works that way. Okay. I'm not sure that what they did works. April Fools. Uh, hand me for a minute. Have some fun, man. Relax. I just don't like April Fools. We made it very clear. Oh yes, we've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, welcome in. Hope we can give you a break from the amazing start to the Chicago baseball season, where the <laughs> Cubs and White Sox uh, are combined six and fourteen. It's been well, tough. Kind of expected for the Sox, right? Right. But the Cubs being three and <sighs> seven. <sighs> I, I would also say I didn't think the White Sox would be. Losing four games in a row already. The pitching has been horrendous. Well, how many did the days. Cubs lose in a row? Six? Uh, yeah, I think there was before they won again. Yeah. That was ugly, too. They were playing bad, bad. Bad baseball. Bad, that's what already. I'm saying. It's bad. Ba- Actually, the White Sox offensively haven't been that bad. They're just Their starting pitching has been horrible the last four days, and all of a sudden they went from like three and three. Hey, here's some optimism to Jesus. Ugh. See, I don't know if the old... Coaching cliche, got to get off to a fast start applies when you have 162 games. But I know there's been some statistics already floated about that the the odds of making uh, of the Cubs making the playoffs are already very, (laughs) very, very thin. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. They're lucky they got one game in Milwaukee because otherwise they'd be even farther. They're four games back there. I mean, there's a lot of time, but it's it's ugly baseball. Uh, but we're going to talk football here and give you a break from that ugly baseball. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. And guess who's back, back again, Joe Romano. Thought I, thought you could get rid of me, didn't you? See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo <laughs> Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. Hi, Joey Jojo! It's been a while since you hit that button. It has been. What's up, Joe? Missed you guys. We missed you. We missed you too. We are. Uh, we're going to try to make an effort here going forward the rest of the offseason to be, for the most part, stick to Tuesdays for the podcast. 
Uh, of course, as I say that, we're recording this on, is a, Wednesday. on a Wednesday. Bad start. But, uh, you know, there's going to be weeks here and there where we got to to uh, change things up. You're going to be gone next week. Yes. Yes. You're going to Disney World. I am. Hopefully the kids don't listen to this because we haven't told them yet. Oh. One of those. Wow. Yeah. I'm Spoiler impressed alert. with myself. Yeah. yeah I'm, spo- <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed with myself. They don't listen to the podcast, do they? No. <laughs> okay, no, good. Because no. that could be bad. They don't have iPhones yet. It's also probably not good they hear me destroy all these Disney movies. Yes. Well, I can't believe you're going to destroy D2, but D2 review coming up today. Oh, gosh. Joe, he likes to destroy beloved movies from our childhood. You know, despite not being involved in the last couple of episodes, I still am a, uh, a trusted listener, a valued listener. And, you know, I wasn't upset that I wasn't a part of the uh, the big general manager uh, coach of the year podcast, but not being able to talk about Mighty Ducks, that hurt me inside, man. It hurt okay, me Okay, so bring it. Bring it with him. He's going to torch this movie. Look at him. Don't you He's do it. Notes. He's got a full page of notes. Don't you dare do it. <laughs> I, again, don't hate the movie. <laughs> think Gordon Bombay's overrated. Oh, boy. We're going we're gonna to bring it today. Okay, okay. We're also going to talk about a different Disney movie at some point, too. Jeez. Was Little Giants a Disney movie? Ooh, I think it is, question mark. Icebox versus Spike. See, that one I don't think I'll rip apart too much. That's a great movie. The kid talks out of his butt. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I got I to gotta watch that. That's, that's, that's a fantastic movie. Okay, we digress. Uh, you can read us at WGNRadio.com slash BearsChicagoSunTimes.com. Please rate and review the podcast. Search Hogan Johns. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and now Spotify. I've already been got, I already was given feedback. People love the Spotify thing. It's, blow, it's blowing up it's on It's blowing Spotify. up on Spotify. What's the big difference between iTunes? People like Spotify. Joe, do you know why people like Spotify so much? Yeah, I kind of like them separated, to be honest. But I, I, I don't mind that people would rather listen on one, you know, if they have a preference, that's all good. But I kind of like podcasts over here and music over here. That's just As long help. as you're listening. I don't, yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's and the most important lo- thing. My uh, wife's into Spotify. I still do Pandora. A lot of options. There are a ton of options. I like Apple Music. But I don't think I need to be paying for it because I found like don't if you have Amazon Prime you get like the Prime music yeah see I didn't even know that so you subscribe to Amazon Prime. so I think so if I, I just do the Prime thing then I don't need to pay for Apple Music right I don't know it's all very confusing there's too many options out there uh, appreciate everybody who did leave re- after I read some of the reviews last episode a bunch of more people left some reviews there on the uh, the old iTunes app so appreciate you doing that. Uh, all right, we are going to debut a new segment today, and it is called Fill in the <laughs> That's what it's called. I love it. Uh, and Joe's going to help us out here. So we're just going to kind of breeze through some topics here, uh, have some fun conversation, and Joe, why don't you get us started? All right, here we go. The Bears are holding a kicker trial today at House Hall with two kickers from the AAF. When training camp starts in Bourbon A, the Bears will have kickers on the roster. Do I say blank? Sorry. You could say blank. <laughs> the Bears or will hit have... the beep. Yeah. Or I could beep it. <laughs> uh, it's a new segment. <laughs> we're, we're working out the kinks, obviously. Ooh. Here we go. We will work out the kinks. I, I think they'll have three kickers on three? the roster. 
I think the this is when training camp opens. When when training camp starts, okay. so it's possible that maybe they'll weed some out. You know, maybe only get to to camp with two. They don't do anything at camp. I know. Well, I think this year they're going to. They have to. They better be. Yes. 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 So here's the um, here's the deal. According to Brad Biggs, two AAF kickers. Rest in peace, AAF. What a mess. You know what? I did not do this intentionally, but I'm wearing my Madison Ice Muskie sweatshirt today. That whole thing reminded me a lot of the, what was that league called? The AAH? I'm forgetting what the league was. It's a cool sweater. It was a single A hockey league that only lasted like two months. Basically the same amount of time the AAF lasted. Longer than the uh, original XFL? Uh, How long did that last? I have no idea. I don't know. But, I I mean, honestly, not even a joking matter. Uh, As this AAF thing was playing out last week, it reminded me so much of this hockey league because, like, the players were just sort of hung out to dry. No one was really told. It just sort of like, okay, we're we're done. And, like, you had all these kids that are in their low, their, their, you know, young 20s, and they're in Madison, Wisconsin. They're from all over. Canada, New England, wherever. And it's like, uh, yeah, you can get home on your own. See ya. I like what, how you went to your more traditional hockey breeding grounds. Yeah, well, real hockey. hockey. You know, Austin Matthews is from Arizona, Adam. Get it together. Anyway, I think it's great. Place for the blue, the Maple Leafs, right? Yes, I think it's the been Leafs. great. Yes, one of the best players in the league. I think it's great that I think it's what, what's the statistic? Thirty or more now have signed AAF players have signed contracts with NFL teams. Now does not mean they're going to make it. Of course, it doesn't. But it's a sign that developments were made for these players individually. That play that players were scouted. The NFL held up its side of the bargain. I, I like it. Well, so here's my thing. Why, if there's such a benefit here, and the Bears apparently currently, as we record this, are, have two AAF kickers over at their facility uh, about 10 minutes away from here having a tryout on a cold day. It's a great day for it, actually, I think. Good. Cold, windy. Yeah. Test your resolve. Perfect. Perfect. But Let's get that rain here. If there's such a benefit, and I think there is, and there's a lot of people who think there's a benefit to having a developmental league, then why didn't the NFL, with all their money, help this league? Because it's all their money. I just, I don't get They already have college football. I, I get what you're saying. They want to... But see, that's what you just said is a reality. Yes. They have they have college football at their... Yes. And it, it's a free farming system and for them. Yes. NFL draft has become a second season for them. Yes, yes. And so they can use college football as their breeding grounds and turn it into draft season. You know who should have been more involved? The players' union. Those are jobs yes. for players. Jobs for players. They should have been more engaged. They, I, th- you know what? Maybe the, the players should have contributed a little bit more to some fun. I, obviously, these players were making a lot of money in the AAF. I, I don't know enough about the details of the league, and but, but I have all these questions. Like, why is it taking an NHL owner to bail the league out in the first couple weeks? And then, unfortunately, that pretty much gave him all the power. I'm talking about Tom Dunn and the Hurricane, Carolina Hurricanes owner. Yeah. 
And then he, I think, lost $70 million on this thing. And so he's the one who ultimately pulled the plug, right? Yeah. But he bailed the league out in the first week. Like, they already needed help. Yeah. Yeah. So, but why is it, why is it an NHL owner? I, I, it seems like there's so many other, whether it's the Players Association, whether it's the league, there's a lot of players here that have money that could have helped this thing. Yep. And didn't. And meanwhile, I mean, a lot of teams are just getting away with, uh, okay, here was like this free scouting league for two months. Now we're going to sign all the players. Yeah. And now, when does the XFL start? Uh, next year. Not soon enough, if you ask me. Yeah, there you go. Truth be told, I didn't get excited about this league. I didn't think it had much of a future to begin with. I, I watched like one game. I didn't watch weekend. one snap. One snap. You, you kind of knew it wasn't going to work. Yes. I mean, I just I don't know that it can work from like a uh, a profitability standpoint, which. Unfortunately, it's like, you know, this is all a business. But I feel like there's enough money floating out there at the NFL that if there's enough benefit to these teams and like this idea that you could have maybe next year have, you know, your practice squad players play in these AAF games, that it's okay if they're not profiting because there's so much money yeah, out but there. But there was never a partnership. And and you know what the other weird thing is? I'm the TV ratings were okay, and that's what I'm struggling with. You know, there's all this emphasis in the NFL that it's all about TV, that, you know, th- these days of making sure every seat that's sold in the stadium, uh, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Now, I'm sure you don't want the, the stadium to only be a quarter full like some of these AAF games were, but if I, I was, that's the one thing that had me very surprised that it did not last the whole season, was that the TV ratings were okay. And by the way, my dad actually showed this to me. He texted, you can go to the AAF, well, not anymore, but you could have gone to the AAF website during the games, and they live streamed both the All-22 angle and, yeah, no, I wasn't and, aware of, yeah. and the Sky uh, Cam from right behind the quarterback, which is just an unbelievably great way to watch football. I wish more of the networks would do this. Uh, I think... NBC experimented with this two seasons ago, and then they kind of ditched it. But showing from behind the play more, right behind the quarterback, it's such a good way, especially when they run the football, see the running lanes. Wasn't the XFL kind of credited for bringing different viewpoints to the NFL broadcast? Yeah. Vinnie Mack and Dick Ebersol, right? Yeah. Is that his name? The guy from NBC? Yeah, it is. The AAF already had an impact on this NFL offseason in terms of some of these rule proposals that were that we were talking about at the owners' meetings. Both the extra point rule that didn't happen with the 4th and 15 situation and this idea of a sky judge, which got shot down. I don't know why. But there was enough of a response from NFL teams seeing this happen at the AAF that they were proposing this stuff to immediately have an impact on the NFL. Obviously, the league wasn't successful, but it seemed to have a benefit to the NFL, and I'm just surprised that uh, they just kind of let it go away. Anyway, so back to your original bleeping question. That's right. I think they have two. Okay. 
I think they do all sorts of different things throughout the offseason program. Do you think they sign one of these kickers from today's workout? Yes. And then they have three? Yes. Yes, I, I think they may actually have three or four at, at some point on their roster because the draft's coming up. Um, whether or not that continues throughout the Bourbon A portion of their offseason, or not, not the offseason, whatever you want to call it, the preseason, I don't know. I don't know. But I would like to see them do different things than stand around so often as specialists seem to do during practices, there's got to be something that they can do. Got to be. Do do people realize, like, when when you watch practices during training camp, how little the specialists actually do? Yeah, I do. Why don't they hire a kicking coach and then have them do stuff throughout practice? It's a great question. Now there'll be fans that are booing and cheering. So it'll be good. Good for them, but still. Cody Parkey hit... Remember when he hit the, the camera thing between the uprights? Mm-hmm. Like five times in a row? Oh, that was the upright. thought that was the upright. That's all the Bears needed to do was put another pole in the middle of the two poles. Yes. Uh, all right. Tripod back there. The the kickers at House Hall. Young Wei Koo, who I remember... He's, he's been in the league. I remember him from the Chargers, actually, yeah. a couple years ago. Still only 24... Uh, he only made three or six field goals with the Chargers. The the guy I'm interested in though is is uh, Nick Rose because the very little I did pay attention to the AAF, I was trying to pay attention to. Hey, are there any kickers here that the Bears could be interested in? And this guy was good. I, 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 fourteen for fourteen, I believe, and a fifty yarder in there. Uh, he had a fifty four and another from fifty. There he you was go. Fourteen for fourteen for go. the San Antonio Commanders. So. Um, what time is this tryout? Right now. I don't know. We should get the helicopter up in the air. Get Sarah Ginger up there. Remember the running joke we used to have? Because the, they got that private jet airport up here when the, the helicopter or jet would fly by and we're outside watching practice at Hallis Hall. I'm like, oh, there goes Ted Thompson again. Yep, there he goes. Flying south. There he goes. Uh, all right, so you're saying two in Bourbon A, but probably three before that. I'm going to say they go to Bourbon A with three. Okay, okay, that's right. fair. Go ahead, Joe. All right, so our next in uh, fill in the bleep, Zach Miller winning the Bears Ed Block Courage Award is perfect. Oh, so I was going to say expand your vocabulary. Expand your vocabulary. <laughs> Oh, really? I mean, fitting <laughs> I, 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 on the uh, the list of guys that have won this in recent years, which uh, was Kyle Long last year. Pernell McPhee won it a couple years ago. Robbie Gold won it before that. I want to say Patrick Manley won it. Yes, before that. I'm just kind of going through my memory of uh, covering these things. Anyway, Zach Miller was the the. Uh, Obvious choice. So this is voted on by teammates, and it's basically you know the guy who shows the most courage in the the locker room and facing adversity. And so this was an easy choice. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Just an outstanding person, a guy you want to have around your team, and the Bears want to have him around their team. Now, obviously, it sounds like he still is. He's uneasy with his decision. Or where his decision is going to take him. He said there's still pain in his knee. Pain when he runs. 
So that's, it's not good. We, we look. We know where this is going. That's too bad. Yes, we know where this is going, but this is a very difficult time for professional athletes reaching this decision. Now, Robert Gronkowski seemed to have no problem reaching this decision, but everybody's different. Everybody's different. This is this is a guy in Zach Miller who has come back from numerous ailments. This one is significantly different than the previous ones, but you can see where his mindset's at. Now that said, I think the Bears will try anything and everything. Try to, to keep him around in some capacity, and they should. He's the type of guy you want to have around your teammates. Yeah, I, I think they do. I mean, t- uh, technically, his contract told over, so he's you know he's still within the Bears' control. And uh, but I think you know they want to figure out what's best for him and his wishes too. So, um, but f- in terms of winning this award, that was an easy. Did you come up with a word yet? I said fitting. Oh, fitting. Now, now, this is a prestigious award. It should not be overlooked by, by, by any means, especially right. to, the, to the Bears organization. This is very important. Now, I'm saying this because I'm using that to preface my funny Ed Block story. Were you there when Jamarcus Webb was a fill-in? I forget who won it that year, but this is like six or seven years ago. But J-Webb Nation was sent in as the fill-in representative player. For that year. I don't think he won it that year. Oh. I think he was filling in. Well, I remember when Jay Cutler couldn't make the Brian Piccolo. Or no, Josh McCown couldn't make it. Yes, and Jay Cutler did it. Because Josh McCown wasn't on the team. Right, because he left the team. So Jay came in and did his speech. Yes. So this year, it was six or seven years ago. Yeah. So Jay Webb Nation shows up. And this is like two weeks removed of him being arrested or pulled over or whatever <laughs> for marijuana in like Texas. Do you remember this yes, story? Yes, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. And it was the most bizarre Ed Block Courage Award press conference I've ever been a part of. He had his own PR person screaming in the background the, the, the entire time. which is awkward, but looking back at it, it was quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a word for that. Yes, yeah, hilarious. Yes. All right, um, you weren't there for that day. No more questions. No more questions. Jay Webb's asks. I, I must not. question after question. Yeah, I must have missed that one. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. it. Sounds sounds hilarious. Yeah, that so. was the year before he got cut. Hmm. Before Jordan Mills took his job. Maybe it should have happened earlier. Hmm. He's still in the league. Jay Webb Nation is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Google it right now. No, he's not. Yes. Yes. Jordan Mills is. Jordan Mills is. So is Jamarcus Webb. No. Yes. I think he was in the AAF. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's also true. Maybe. I'm not sure. But he's still in the league. Indianapolis Colts. How about that? Wow. That is incredible. That, for a word for that, that is surprising. So... Great. So he was out of the league in 2017 and resurfaced with the Colts last year. Um, Looks like he's a free agent right now, though. His contract details say that he is. At all least. right. Here, according to Wikipedia, signed with the Colts <laughs> in July. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Started week one at right tackle, sustained a hamstring injury, and was placed on injured reserve. On September 11th, that's that's you know why that's incredibly interesting is because their offensive line took such a step forward last year. The Colts' O line was great, 
And it probably wouldn't have been if he was healthy. So <laughs> it says April 5th, he was re-signed with the Colts. I keep looking to see who won it that year. April 5th, that was like last week. Wow, I mean, that qualifies as breaking news. Jamarcus Webb, not only still in the league, has re-signed with the Indianapolis Colts. No more questions. No more questions! That was very intense. I'm looking to see who won it, and I can't find the story. I should have Googled it before. But that is my Ed Block Courage Award ceremony memory. And there's been some good ones. It's it's a great ceremony, actually. Good luncheon. Got a lot of kids there, a lot of fans there. But that was just a very awkward, looking back at it, now hilarious interaction with the J-Web Nation. Quite odd. All right, let's keep it moving. The Bears will unveil a new classic jersey at their 100th year Celebration in June. Ditching their old 1940s classic jerseys is... Relieving. Especially to my eyes. Do you know how hard it is to read those orange numbers from the press box? No. Yes. You're, and by the way, if you're disagreeing with me, you're the only one in the press box that is disagreeing. It is a common complaint every year. Ask, Go call Jeff Joniak. Who he's actually got a much closer view of the field. Yeah, those those numbers are so hard to read. Mm. I'm not a Jersey guy, you know this. Yeah, but I am a. I like to know who's doing what on the field. You guy. can't tell who these guys are. Don't you cover the team? I do. I do. I'm trying to come up with a word that references Pat Finley. Where's our friend Pat Finley? I forgot to pull that. Um, I I uh, I don't really care one way. I thought I was never that big of a fan of the 1940s jerseys. I don't I don't dislike them. Other than I can't really read the numbers. What What is it that uh, you can't, or what makes it difficult to read from the press box? Like the dark color on the dark color. Yeah, exactly. It's just like they're. Maybe it's the font, but some like the orange just kind of blends together. There's no outline on them either. That would make it easier. Yeah, I think a they, white trim would definitely help out a little right, bit at I, least. Exactly. I don't know. I I think I've I've realized I'm an outsider on this in terms of jersey obsession. You know what? It's also hard to read is on the um, the crappy all twenty two that they have from Soldier Field, which the angle is terrible anyway. But it's not really great video either, like quality, and it's hard to read on there. Well, that's just, that's different. I I understand why people are 50-50 on the orange jerseys. I don't really mind them. The way I sum up, like, would I buy an orange jersey? No. Would you wear an orange jersey? I wouldn't really wear a jersey to begin with. Okay. You know what I'm saying. This is a hypothetical. <laughs> uh, if I wore jerseys, would I wear an orange jersey? Like if Northwestern had like these, I don't know. They have all sorts of different jerseys. Yeah, that's a bad teams. example. Yes. They have gray, white, black, purple. Would you buy the purple? I like the white. Anyway, if I were to buy a Northwestern jersey, I'd probably go purple or white 
I'm going to give you a no comment. I don't really care. <laughs> See, I think Aren't the you? 40s jerseys are uh, are the best the Bears have had in forever. But I totally empathize with the, you know, not being able to see something from the press. I don't. I, I, maybe I'm missing something. I also think the plain helmets are just kind of boring. Oh, God. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what these, the, the new classics look like. And I'm sticking with my stripes theory. Matt Nagy wants oh the, the stripes. vertical stripes yes I don't okay. know they're hor- I don't care if they're vertical or horizontal they yeah I think going off the old ones they they could be diagonal I don't care what they are but I think there's going to be stripes Ugh. okay the Packers did stripes a couple years ago and those were so bad yeah I know what you're talking oh, those about those were ugly yeah uh, speaking of the Packers Aaron Rodgers revealing he suffered a tibial plateau fracture is I'm going to say expected. I'm going to say impressive. But I agree with you, too. You know, we both talked about in the weeks after that week one game. So that's the injury that happened week one against the Bears. He said in a radio interview, he's kind of having to play defense here this week uh, after the story from Yahoo Sports and our and our buddy Tyler Dunn, um, which we're going to talk about a little here. Smear job. According to... Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Uh, so Rodgers has been doing a lot of media this week. Of course, the Packers also started their workouts this week because they have a new coach, so they're able to get in there earlier. By the way, the Bears start on Monday. Yes, they do. Bears report to House Hall Monday for their offseason program. Packers already got going, and he revealed that the we all thought he had a bigger injury. At least I did. I, I was thinking it was maybe an MCL. You know, something that you can tough out and play as a quarterback. Not easy, but he did it, and then it pro- progressively got better throughout the season. Uh, it turns out it was a tibial plateau fracture. Sounds painful. And it also sounds like they gave him some nice drugs at halftime. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had a tweet out there that I think some other notable professional athletes have had missed significant time. I think Kobe this had this. Yes, it missed a couple months. Obviously, quarterback, look, you're not running all over the place. But look, it, just an impressive year again. He was outstanding individually. What do you make about his response to Tydon's report? So look, this is... Um this is reminding me a lot of Jay Cutler in that it's obviously not unanimous. And I've said this before with, with Rogers. I think Rogers is uh, whatever the faults of Jay Cutler were. I always said, even when Cutler was with the bears, Rodgers has just as many faults, if not more, than Cutler in terms of locker room dynamic, off the field. I think that the drama with his family, I don't know that there could be a bigger red flag, to be honest, than you don't talk to your own family. Right. And it does not appear to be one of these situations where he grew up with, you know, a really bad family and anything like that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know the dynamics, and f- you know I always respect a player's personal life, especially when it comes to their family. But that has been p- 
public enough that we can comment on it. And I don't, again, I don't know that there's a bigger red flag in the world than your own family. You don't have a relationship with them. Right. That's really odd. So, so, and I've always said the difference though is that it's covered up by the fact that he wins and he's incredibly good. And he was a hell of a lot better of a quarterback and obviously still is than Jay Cutler was. So that cures everything. So now there's a bad season. The head coach gets fired. And all this stuff's coming out. And so I think, and and, and we both know Tyler Dunn. He's, he's a really good reporter. Yep. So covered the Packers for a little, several years. He has a lot of relationships in Wisconsin. So I do not believe that anything in that story was made up. Yep. Now, were some stories embellished by the sources that were talking to Tyler? Maybe. You know, that happens. And you can only control that as a reporter to a certain extent. One of the the themes of Tyler's story still remains very valid. True. You have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. Why do you only have one Super Bowl victory? And it just shows there's so much more involved in that than just pure talent. Yes, talent can cover up a lot of deficiencies. Aaron Rodgers is called the great eraser among scouts. But there's more to winning than just being damn good at what you do. Yeah, There is. There is. Look, look at the Patriots. Look at the Patriots. So, Jeff Perlman, notable writer. You know what I'm talking about, right? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. When all of this... Look, the way, the way I viewed it is Aaron Rodgers said the, 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 the best things possible to change the narrative of what Tyler Dunn's story was, right? Smear like in the job. last couple days? Yes, yes. Yeah. He said the right... Uh, he, he made, like the smear job, whatever, is the perfect thing to say to generate headlines in this world of aggregation. Oh, yeah. Completely goes viral, completely shared. It's the soundbite everybody plays nationally. All right, but again, you and I think there's more to the story, right? There are so many former Packers executives elsewhere throughout the league right now that had spent time with McCarthy and Rodgers that were interviewed by, by um, Tyler Dunn. So mm-hmm. there, there's, it's so layered. Anyway, Jeff Perlman. Aaron Rodgers pulled the exact same shit, sorry, on my Brett Favre biography. I love how football players preach accountability, then do the opposite. He has a link here. Then he goes, hashtag coward. Wow. Man, fill in the bleep on that one. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I forgot he swore. No, it's all right. It's a podcast. No problem with that. Um, look, I. a lot of players have rushed to Rogers' defense. Greg Jennings has, and now he's an analyst, he's been very uh, outspoken against Rodgers over the years, which is interesting. And honestly, you know, he, I talked to him at the Super Bowl in one of our five Sports Central episodes that we, we did from Radio Row. And he said, in that interview, he said something critical. And I was trying to refresh my memory on that, but he was, he was critical of Rodgers in that interview. Just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. And... At the time, I guess I didn't realize that he had, uh, you know, had been out, that outspoken against Rodgers, but it was like very notable to me at that time. Jermichael Finley 
has also been very outspoken. You know, so there are, again, it's like the Jay Cutler thing. Like, I think a lot of the players in that locker room respect Rodgers and view him as their, their leader and their quarterback. But obviously, some guys come through there and don't appreciate whatever he did does behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so what does this mean for the Bears? An Aaron Rodgers revenge tour isn't exactly encouraging for anybody in NFC North. But again, right. that whole... I don't know how that Matt LaFleur relationship is going to work. Ha ha, do you see Ha Ha Clinton Dix tweets on this? What's the, what did he say? Oh, he had a whole... He had like a rant on Sunday. Cram it, LaFleur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. Haha said, I didn't know it was that much female drama going on in Green Bay with Mike M, that being Mike McCarthy. He was a solid dude to me, and I had a lot of respect for him. I'm glad I played defense. Um, then he goes on to say, players acting like Lil Hoes play the game of football and keep things in the house. Too many wannabes pillow talking like girls. He needs to change his language a bit here. (laughs) A-Rod, alpha male and leader who loves to compete and win. On my life, I was blind to all of this during my time in the Bay. A-Rod would... FT, was that feature me? Probably feature me. A-Rod would feature me during commercial shoots just to chop it up. All that stereotyping is full of shit. That's actually, by the way, that's how that was spelled out. She. So glad I stayed out of the mix. Wow. And then he retweeted somebody who uh, tweeted the Matt Nagy gif and said, no drama in hashtag club dub with him going boom. Yeah. So he retweeted that. I mean, ha kept going. To the former players, y'all some clowns. Been clowns. I don't have to put a name on it. I will stand on it. Hashtag busters. Love you when you up, kick you when you down. Just stay even keel through it. Oh, actually, even kill through it all. Happy Sunday. That was that. That's a lot I'm of talking that, for a guy who's on a one year deal. I mean, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. you're you're with the Bears now. You're not on the Packers, but that's uh, you better be coming ready to play. That's all I got to say about hey, that. Look, and some of that could be viewed as inappropriate. Well, it's also well, yeah. It's also very vague. Yes, yes like yes. I don't. It sounds like he's defending Aaron, and it sounds like he has a problem with the players, whoever was talking. Yes, behind the scenes. But then again, he didn't call anybody out. No, so I don't know. No, uh, he's I, got a lot to prove himself. I think the overriding story here: drama in Green Bay still. Yes. So. Oh, and Lafleur, let's bring your bib. Because it's going to get messy. That's actually a perfect clip. <laughs> it's yeah, that already, was uh, talking to the new Packers coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's already messy there. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Remember, we saw that. Well, I don't know if we could get to this extent, but I'm not entirely surprised. You could feel this boiling last year. You could see it coming. I'm very fascinated. I think that's one of the biggest stories in the NFL this year is how Rodgers bounces back, how this team bounces back. Yeah. I still don't think the roster is anywhere near as good as the Bears. Right. So, I, so I, I, I'm trying to wrap my or I, my mind around 
<laughs> Glenn Dix's comments a bit. It can be perceived as a, as a bit sexist. It's the first time I saw them. I've been off the grid yeah. a, a little bit, but it's a macho, ego-filled world NFL locker rooms are. Intense. The, Go on. Sorry. The, well, the other thing I was going to say is like I, I realize he's talking about a different team and not the Bears, but... Those kinds of like social media rants, not exactly what's going on in the Bears culture. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, he it's his Twitter account. He could do whatever he wants. I I would just say be careful with that stuff. Like yeah. I, I'm just I don't know that uh I mean, as that's playing out, I believe it was on Sunday, I was paying attention to it as he's tweeting this stuff. I'm sitting there going, hmm. Right. And, and, Not and, sure how Ryan Pace is uh, is looking at yeah, this yeah. little Twitter rant you're going. And, on and right I get now. it's it's an emotional thing because Clinton Dix was basically kicked out the door, so a lot of emotions flying all over the place. Aaron Rodgers is clearly emotional in his defense of himself, so I get all that. Maybe his language needs to be a, a bit different, less sexist. Some of it is there. I, I think it is there, but it is a macho world. I know the NFL locker room is a bit. It's different. It's not your typical work environment. It, it just it just isn't. Yeah. It never will be. It's an alpha world. He uses the word alpha to describe Aaron Rodgers. But in terms of the Bears, I know a certain alpha with the Bears who's going to go zero dark ten again, mm-hmm. and hopefully want and he's going to want some of his teammates to go with him. Ironically, also showing up on Haha Clinton Dick's Twitter account is retweeting Antonio Brown's tweet the other day of keeping your emotions off of. The internet, well, and, which of course Antonio Brown then didn't do, oh. ranting on Juju Smith-Schuster, who then tweeted out, "Keep your emotions off the internet." What a mess! What do you think the Raiders are thinking right now? <sighs> yeah, that. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, how do you view no. that as a teammate coming in your locker room who does that? Anyway, that's a whole different thing. All right, a lot of drama up in Green Bay, a lot of drama in Oakland, and. Not a lot of drama in Chicago. That was a huge theme last year. So that's, again, with the ha-ha Clint Dix tweets. Just saying, I want to be careful about yes. that. All right, let's keep it moving. The new Lion King trailer dropped today. Disney remaking The Lion King is? Out-freaking-standing. I was going to say fantastic. And I already got people dropping in my timeline. Or are they going to ruin The Lion King? You know what? Even if it's not that great, I appreciate the effort. Like, does make remaking a movie really hurt anything? No, you just say the first They're one. They're live bad. action. Have you seen the Jungle Book? The new. Dev- I have not, but I did. Uh, I took James to see Dumbo a couple weeks ago. Is it good? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> see, that one would be tough. I, I feel like that one would be tough. It looked, also, looked a bit dark. The other thing is, although Dumbo was a bit dark, if you look back at the actual anim- animation film, like Disney, like PG, I feel like should be okay for a four-year-old, almost five-year-old. Disney PG is different. Like Disney Disney movies are scary for kids. Like well, I can spe- specifically think of certain Disney movies. You that, do know that the dad dies in Lion King. Well, I know. That's Spoiler why, alert. I, I'm I'm actually worried about And that his brother is quite evil. I'm actually Spoiler alert. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm I'm kind of worried. I kind of want to go see it before I bring James yeah. to cuz uh, my point is James was scared during parts of Dumbo. Okay. Because there were some like creepy 
it's like the circus and there's creepy parts and now tell me about Dumbo when the the mouse drinks the booze. Is that in there? No. Now I'm disappointed. You know what I'm talking so about? That's the thing. And I haven't seen Jungle Book, but these it seems like Disney is remaking these movies not for the kids, but for us. Like we're the like putting Will Smith in Atlanta. Aladdin. We're, we're, yeah, which that looked creepy when they revealed that. The trailer, which I saw right before Dumbo, looks awesome. Yeah. The Aladdin remake looks pretty cool. Do you remember when you were a kid when you would watch the VHS tapes of these? Yeah, I still have them. And you would try to pick up on like the oh yeah the little messages. Yeah. And Aladdin, what was it? Crazy teenagers take off your clothes. And you could hear it clearly. See, this was stuff I, for some reason, wasn't aware of until later in life. Okay. And I like, had not really gone back and tried to like find there was a lot of heard about in innuendo yes the aladdin one sticks out to me because i've heard it and isn't it like true isn't the lion king one like when he falls to the ground all these leaves the leaves like go up in the air and it spells out sex or something i'm not sure yeah my cousins were real into this and the only one we could really find was the aladdin one and it's it's clear as day right there crazy teenagers take off your clothes the little mermaid one's pretty bad too is that a phallus? What's that one? Uh, that's oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're at a ceremony, and the uh, yes. the priest, you know, gets a little excited. <laughs> I'm laughing like a little kid now, but that is true. Yes, the priest gets an erection in <laughs> the Little Mermaid. Yes, that is also true. This is messed up, man. Yes, so. Wait till you see the remake of Little Mermaid. And you're, it, it and could, you're getting on me for ripping apart these scandalous. Disney, Disney yes. deserves yes. this. Yes. That was a big controversy. It's these jaded behind the scenes guys, man. You know? Yeah. Underpaid. Underpaid. So they got to start doing some super inappropriate stuff in children's movies. Yes, yes, yes. Joel, that's good. Yes. I forgot about that one. The priest gets an erection. It's true. We should start putting little hidden messages in our podcast. Yeah, I already do, dude. <laughs> 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 They've been there for, for years. Hello, everyone. This is Al Riveron. That's not so hidden. Still still employed, Al Riveron? Yes, he is. Just a, your weekly reminder. Uh, I'm excited about Lion King. July 19th. Can't wait. I can't wait to see that new Avengers movie. Yeah, I'm not. I got to get into that. I'm not a big superhero guy. You didn't like Spider-Man as a kid? Joe, do you like superheroes as a kid? Absolutely. I might lose sleep waiting for that Avengers movie. Yeah. I'm pumped okay. to see that. It's going to be the top grossing film of all time, Adam Hogue. Okay. How many Avengers movies have there been? This would be all... I've seen one of them. Which I know one? that. I don't know. The first one? Okay. In New York? Don't remember. How many have there been? Like, here, here's my thing. If they're not numbered like our podcasts, I cannot figure out what order. I had this problem with Star Wars. I tried to go back and watch Star Wars last year. Well, they, they started at four. Well, they, I mean, it's extremely confusing. Yes, they started at four. So they already George Lucas already meant to confuse you with his order. And then last year, I went on this Fast and Furious binge. I watched all oh. the Fast and Furious movies. And like at a certain point, they stopped numbering them. And I was so confused. I had to like, you know... Go off the years they were being made, which I guess is an option. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You figured it out. Good. Well, yeah, you got to go to IMDb. It's actually numbered, yeah. Oh, too much work yeah. for you. Huh? There's been a couple Avengers movies. There's the the one in New York, and then the Ultron one, 
And I think this is well. There's been Infinity War. This will be four. And then there's like the, the indiv- but, but there's a, you got to see the individual the, spinoffs. You got to see all the other ones, man. Oh, do you have to watch them in order? No. But some you need to to watch to be up to date on the the happenings. It's too much work. See, I feel like I'm way too far behind to figure it out. Oh, you got plenty of time. You got a son who's gonna get older and he's gonna watch all these movies. Hope he can watch The Lion King without being scared. The dad dies. Just saying. Well, yeah. Everybody knows that. Scar was a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to hear your breakdown of D2. We might as well get into it right now. Any more football things we need to get going here? No. Draft is coming. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Preview episodes coming. Top, Top draft need. Top draft need? Well, running back. Beyond running back? Pass rusher or cornerback. Cornerback's a secret need. I agree. I agree. They have a lot of money invested in the corner cornerback spot right but now. But a lot of it could come off the books after next season. Right. And they need um they need young options. Yes, they do. So uh I, I think that's that is a good way to put it. Secret need. Secret need. Secret need for I mean three established starters. They still need help there. Uh definitely running back. Yeah. Offensive line, tight end. See, they don't have many glaring needs other than running back and kicker. But you could start. Got to look ahead. Yes, exactly, exactly. Great way to put it. Got to look ahead. All right. Um. So it's been long awaited. The D two review. After I trashed Mighty Ducks, I did not. Again, I did not trash Mighty Ducks. I just think Gordon Bombay is overrated as a coach. And D2 just helped my argument even more. Ooh, got the music. This would be great. There's some funny things at the beginning. How does Han just turn into Jan? (laughs) It is so funny. I mean, they should have just made an announcement. We we could not get the actor. So he is now Jan. <laughs> Continue. The mom just remarries some other dude. Yeah. Whatever what happened to that? Well, casting's a tough job, Adam. I mean, she's just gone and And then like you can't really figure out throughout the movie if Bombay is dating the Iceland trainer or <laughs> the tutor. He's like He's a player. But it's like he's like awkwardly hugging the tutor later on in the movie, but you're like, are they together or they're not? Or maybe they're just not. I don't know. Um, the kids somehow rollerbladed at the opening scene of the movie from downtown to the Mall of America. That was cool. Yeah. They're picking up all the mighty ducks and magically they're from small. a guy who's been there. That is a far... <laughs> you can probably that, that do is a, it. That's, that's some long-distance rollerblading going on. You can do it. Oh, for sure. You can do it. But... You might have to get on the highway. <laughs> I don't know about a bunch of teenagers doing it. These guys that's are Olympians. I, I think we can trust them on the highway. That's right. They are... Was it Goodwill Games? Is that what they call them? Get the flying V. You'll be good. Underrated real-life part of that time frame is that the... North Stars moved 
from Minnesota to Dallas in between the two movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all the North Stars gear. Although Bombay is still wearing a North Stars hat. But then the other kids are wearing like just stars things. I'm trying to make sure Hans was alive in real life. Joe, he's really going over notes. Dude, Hans is still alive today. You couldn't get him to do D2? <laughs> it's not like Emilio Estevez here. We got to pay him. It's Hans. How did they play it off that it's his, like, his brother? He just, yeah, I think it was his brother. And they were just like, does he come back brother. for D3 or did they keep the other guy? Yawn. <laughs> All right, you're missing the greatest. No, it's the best part. Hans was also in Miracle on 34th Street. All right. How about that? Can I ramble off some uh, one-timers for you? And and, and one-timers, see how I did that? If you can explain to me how Trinidad and Tobago is in the hockey tournament, sure. (laughs) Come on. All right, come on. Knuckle puck. Yeah. Keenan Thompson. Sweet. Not... People forget Keenan Thompson's in D2. No one forgets Keenan Thompson's in D2. Knuckle puck time. Okay. Dean Portman. Yeah. From Chicago, Illinois. He wears a Morgan Park. Yeah, he does. Sure, yes. I don't he think does. Morgan Park has hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but he was representing the South Side. Yeah. Did you represent your the Mooney, the kid, the Mooney kid from Texas Tech? Yeah. Yeah, he needed to shoot more. Great season, though. How does he end up in Notre Dame? He's from Wakanda. Hey, man. Do people commute like that? Well, he did. I mean, people commuted like that for uh, Ignatius. Yeah. We had a kid. No, it's not that common. It's we had a kid common. that lived in Woodstock. Oh, God. Did you just run out of an apartment downtown? Uh, no, he commuted every day. It's, it's, it's incredibly stupid. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, Gordon Bombay, start of the movie. He's like this uh, magically great coach again. You know, he loves his kids the whole deal and then like immediately slips back into being a jag yeah i think you're not appreciating how complex a character he is more (laughs) is more concerned about fame rather than his team see very complex still horrible at inspiring the team like anytime anything goes wrong he just like ignores it you just need the swedish equipment guy at your side you're set had no idea his best player was hurt throughout the movie Banks had the wrist injury. Banks, yep. Just oblivious. Just oblivious. Um, one underrated part of the story that does not get enough attention is he played the wrong goaltender the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Goldberg sucks. <laughs> this is true. And what was the backup's name? Julie the Cat. Julie the Cat. Yeah. Gaffney, right? Julie Gaffney? Mm-hmm. She doesn't get in until the last... Um, the shootout. Yeah, she makes the save on the last, but she didn't play the whole season. Right. Which, by the way, is a very questionable move. Worked out in his favor, but very questionable. Who's your favorite new character? The Texan, the Speedster. Oh yeah, Portman. I like Portman. Portman represents Chicago. Yeah, I like yeah. it too. The Cowboy's funny. Yeah, I got no problem with the Cowboy. Very jovial. Speaking of casting, great job there. A lot, all the new players are better than the original players. Yeah. 
And my other thing about Conway, still bad. I mean, the <laughs> amazing thing is like Conway is the major player. He's like bad at hockey. He's, he's by, the all, end, by the end of D2, he's a coach. He's all intangibles. And that's the other Charlie thing. Conway. Conway's drawing up the goals in the championship game. It's not even Bombay. Yeah, no, all, Again. All intangibles. 15-year-old drawing up the plays, not the head coach mm-hmm. who's bad at coaching hockey. Uh, the other thing, the, the flying V is the easiest play to stop in the history of hockey. And uh, thank God Iceland figured it out because it's driving me crazy. Because the whole idea of offsides, you have to, when you get to the blue line, you have to pass the puck up to the front guy. So you just check the front guy. It's over. Yes. Very good. Very good. Iceland look, figured look, look, it out. Look at, look at your hockey expertise. Well, that's through. like hockey 101. Yes. Which apparently did not apply to the first movie. Yes. D2, Iceland figures it out. Also struggling to figure out how Iceland is the favorite team. Well, they, they, they're like grown men. That too, they are. They're like the Soviets, literally from, from the like. Yeah, it's like all, like Ivan Drago's children, all of them. And when it came down to the end, when he uh, they magically have new uniforms in the third period of the championship game, <laughs> which was all a marketing. Now, now which is all a marketing ploy for the new Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Yes, the, yes. The, the the games happening in Anaheim, and they unveil the jerseys. By the way, probably the best all-time uni reveal of all time. Well, now you appreciate the universe, uh, the uniform. Well, I think the Bears should unveil their new classic jerseys in the Lion King movie. <laughs> It'd be great. Just tie the whole. They podcast need another, together. you know, little giants. I think they've tried to duplicate that one, but a little Bears or something could work out. Yeah, uh, but it was Jan. Again, not Hans, who came up with the new uniforms. Just walks in the locker room. Here's the new uniforms. He inspires the team for the third period comeback. Not Gordon Bombay. Again, Gordon Bombay, so garbage. Lessons learned here. Get yourself a Swedish equipment guy. Bombay was just a distraction in a fire barrel, basically all movie long. All right. I, I, I was waiting for your rebuttal, but it sounds like you're on my side. Do you have any other? I mean, you, you, Joe, you wanted to... You know, I, I think D2 is uh, by far the best in the series, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good movie. And, you know, I can't. although I cannot disagree with the, the coaching aspect of it, the, the, the roster, you know, bringing that, that group of players together from all over the country. I mean, you also had Mendoza from uh, Miami, I think. It, it's, it's a solid roster. It, was, it, I'm, it, it doesn't surprise me that they, uh, you know, ended up going to the gold medal game and taking home... Now, Mendoza is also Benny from the Sandlot, I believe. Yeah, you're right. He is. I was trying to think about that during the movie. He just looks Speeds his game. Speeds his game. Um, Both movies. And and actually, in the first movie, I gave Bombay credit for being a good GM. But in D2, (laughs) he did not build those. The new guys all came from, uh, was it the Hendrix Hockey? Yes. Guy? Who was weird. And they, what a jerk. He's living in Malibu in this nice place on the ocean, nowhere near his team. Ugh, Bombay. So what's your next movie, Rue? D3? When they, I go get to, to when, D3? when they go to boarding school? Yeah, which... I was also surprised by how little I remembered from D2. And as I'm already thinking about D3, other than like the uniforms, I can barely remember the plot. Is D2 the one where they go to the, the woman boutique store? Yes. Yes. And they have the models. Yes. And then he's like, you know, it was Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you know, I think I'm looking for a bikini. Yeah. And they're out. That's good. All right. 
That's your D2 review. Okay. Long-weighted. We should do a review of Little Giants. Yeah. If I can find that, I don't know that that's available to watch, right? I'm sure we could rent it. Yes. Somehow. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it is great. Maybe you should review that one. Okay. You bring that to the table. I will. Uh, you're gone next week, though. You're going to be in Disney World. I am. Please do not tell Mr. Disney any of the things I said okay. on this podcast. <laughs> or Mickey Mouse. Or Mickey Mouse. Um, in two weeks, we will have our annual mock draft roundtable, which we like doing. So we'll have a whole thing. Well, it'll Kevin be Fishbane from The Athletic is in. We'll be in. I haven't be talked in. to him. I hope so. Might I haven't be talked in. to him yet. Okay, he's in. He's. He, I'm sure he'll do it. I think we're we'll gonna have a Kevin. Joe's gonna help us out too. We'll just tell Kevin that the uh, the that recent podcast that he was on that it was our highest rated and it was because of him. So we need him. Yeah, we'll do that. He did uh, hook, he line, did, and sinker, baby. It was because of him. It had nothing to do with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy being on the podcast. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was definitely him. Uh, and then we'll be man. The draft is two weeks from tomorrow, which is crazy. Well, it feels different because they don't have a first or second round pick. I know. Well, it's weird. We're going to do the whole first round, and the Bears won't actually have a pick. Yes. We'll make we'll make picks for the Bears too. How about that? In the okay. Third round. Okay. We'll just and if anybody gets, gets it right, Cortillos and Kona. Ooh, we should make a bet that you'll pay off in two years. Cortillos <laughs> <laughs> and Kona. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. What are you going to do in Disney World? Splash Mountain, baby. Mm. I like going to Animal Kingdom. Yes. Safari Tour was sweet last time we went. Maybe the real life Mufasa's there. Yeah. How are you going to reveal it, Adam? Um, hey, kids. We're going to Disney World. Something like that. I don't know. I haven't thought about it much. Are you going to do it the morning of? Yes. So, like, are they going to know the night before they're even leaving for a trip? No. No. So you're going to wake them so up. So my, my boys right now are, are so into sports and playing baseball and stuff. They don't realize that there's a, a suitcase in the basement that is slowly gathering and building full of clothes. And some of those clothes are theirs. When are you leaving? That's in, When are you leaving? A couple days. Oh, okay. I thought you were still like a week away. I was no. like, that's early packing. Yeah, a couple I, days. I'm always last-minute packer. Yeah. Speaking of last-minute packers... Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what that means, but it means something. <laughs> it's like the motto of our podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H O G E, at Adam Johns, J A H N S. Last minute Packers. <laughs> I'm gone. I have no idea what that meant. Joe, good to have you back, buddy. Talk to everyone next week. Cram it up your cram hole on the floor. 